You are now listening to the Griot's Black Podcast Network, Black Culture Amplified. Hello and welcome to Acting Up, the podcast that dives deep into the world of TV and film that highlights our people, our culture, and our stories. I'm your host, Courtney Wills, Entertainment Director at The Griot, and this week we're catching up with Ashley Blaine Featherson Jenkins. I couldn't wait to sit down with Ashley, who is one of the sweetest people in Hollywood. She captured all of our hearts as Joelle on Netflix's hit series, Dear White People. And now that it's come to an end, she's taken on a new task as podcast host over on OWN, where she hosts the incredibly moving series, Trials to Triumphs. I wanted to find out what was behind the move to podcasting for this actress and content creator and hear about how her life has changed since tying the knot and where she still sees some holes when it comes to representing us in real stories. We'll also talk about how Dear White People paved the way for her to really come into her own as an actress and how the end of that series brought her back to her roots as a content creator. Here we go. It's been literally years, I think, since we were in the same room and so much has happened since then, but all of the things, all of the things have happened um are still happening but a very happy thing is that you did get married and dear white people ended um you know a whole entire pandemic and now a fabulous new podcast from you which I think is right on time yeah oh my gosh my manager uh gave the suggestion that I start a podcast and I was like Mike that's insane one what is it about two who's going to listen to my podcast? <laughs> and he was like, uh, one, figure it out to everybody. And I was like, oh, okay. So he really, honestly, I really have my manager, Mike Smith, to thank for charging me with the task. I, I don't even want to say charging me with the task, but for really seeing my future, seeing what's for me. To me, that's like really and truly what a manager is all about podcasting was not at all on my radar. And so, but I love a challenge. And so I, you know, took some time to really figure out what I wanted the podcast to be about, what type of podcast I felt like I needed, but also the type of podcast that if I were to have one, I'd want to give the world. And that's where Trials to Triumphs came from. Honestly, the name came to me before you know, really the premise. And I, and I'm, I'm that type of person names kind of, even when I I'm creating content names typically come to me first, but I, it came to me just because I am someone who's very fascinated. I'm very fascinated with, but only inspired by the journey. I like knowing how people got to point from point A to point B and like, was there point Z in between? Like that, that to me is what life is all about. And the times in which I've gained the most inspiration have come from people sharing their trials to triumphs journeys with me. Them truly not giving me the highlight reel, not giving me the, you know, the fluffy version of their lives, but truly saying, Ashley, this is what I went through. This is the breakthrough that I had. This is the moment that I, that I had where everything changed for me. Um, and I wanted to create a platform where I could bring loads of those stories to the masses. And that's exactly what we have now with Trials to Triumphs. And honestly, um, it it's probably at this point in my career, the thing that I'm most proud of, because to me, it it's everything, like I said, that I would want, 
but there's so much heart. It's all heart and it's all real. It's just a genuine place for inspiration, for joy, for transparency, and also just for people to gain tools in order to live their best lives and also just not feel alone. I think that's the thing about the podcast too, is that it's humanizing. Uh, it's real. It's you're, you're able to connect with people that I think oftentimes we look at as being somewhat like in some stratosphere that we're part of, but we're all in the same sphere. We're all in it together. Yeah. And like, didn't, if anything, didn't the pandemic kind of show us that? I mean, that was like an instant humanization of everyone suddenly having to grapple with this very unfamiliar reality. Um, Oh yeah. You know, and whether it's celebrities or regular people, I think that, you know, we've been alone now for a long time. And so not feeling alone is kind of more important than ever. Oh yeah. I mean, I think that this goes for everybody, but especially black women, because we are oftentimes not seen in the fullness of who we are and not appreciated for the fullness and for everything that we are. And, you know, my career is dedicated to black women. Black women are always my focus and at the forefront of my mind in everything that I do. Um, And I always want to have a safe space for us to land and to feel seen and acknowledged and celebrated and loved. And, uh, I also feel like trials to triumphs is that, yeah. Um, you know, on acting up, we are constantly talking to black folks in Hollywood, black women in Hollywood, uh, when it comes to their careers and when it comes to this particular industry and this particular game, like what is the real, what has your journey been? Of course, we're all seeing you starring on this show or in this movie now, but what has that really been like. And I think for people who look at celebrities as people to aspire to, but who are also very, you know, envious or gosh, I wish I could be so lucky or I wish I could have it so easy. um, You know, it's not always that easy and people, you never really know what it is that they are struggling with. Can you tell me so far uh, working on your podcast, like what has been the most surprising kind of um, revelation for you from someone? maybe a trial you just couldn't have expected or didn't know, you know, or just were particularly moved by? Oh man. Um, so many, but I would, I would definitely probably say Sonequa Martin Green. I, you know, Sonequa was our second episode. Uh, Sonequa is just, oh my gosh, she's a dynamic woman. She really, really is. And I think she's a great example of exactly what you're asking about, because, you know, we see her play these incredibly strong characters on TV. We see this beautiful family that she has, uh, that she's created with her husband and her two children. But behind the scenes, pretty recently, she dealt with the death of both of her parents uh, within a day of each other. And I, I, I don't even have the words. I remember her sharing it with me and just it felt like there was this fog that just, you know, went over my brain because I just could not believe that this woman suffered such heartbreak back to back. Um, you know, her creators left the earthly plane within a day of each other. And, you know, her story of how her children kept her lifted, her husband kept her lifted, um, her work in some ways was a distraction. I thought, 
was just incredibly powerful, but also just relatable. Like the thing is like tragedy will strike or has hit all of us at some point. And to hear her talk about how she moved through it, but also how it's, it's, it's always changing. It's never, she's never, she's never not grieving. She's just grieving it in different ways at different stages of her life. And I thought that that was something I really needed to hear and that our listeners really needed to hear, like to give ourselves grace for grieving, for being sad, um, for, for going through really, really, really tough times in life and maybe not even knowing how to go through it, but just putting one foot in front of the other is enough. Um, and how to identify those in your life that you can lean on without judgment and with love and compassion and empathy. Uh, yeah, she, she, she was already an amazing woman, but after really chatting with her and getting to know her, um, I, I couldn't be any more inspired by her. Wow. Um, for those of you who haven't heard that episode, definitely tune in and check it out quite moving, like you said. And so I think inspirational, but also, you know, when, even when you hear something like, uh, you know, rags to riches or trials to triumph, it's gives off this impression that there is this destination that someone has finally hit like a finish line that they have crossed and made it or gone through it or gotten over it. And that's not always what you know, living through tough times is like you said, like she's always grieving. It might not look the way that it did the day after the tragedy struck, but Mm -hmm. there's not necessarily like this elusive point that some people get to and some people don't, right? It's so much more about approach. And I think that's so applicable to so many things in our lives. Oh yeah. The thing is that like, it's going to look different for all of us. But I think what's important about a platform like Trials to Triumphs is that you'll hear how someone else went through it and you'll then at least start looking inward and asking yourself questions about how you're going through in order to get through it better. It's not to do it the same way as somebody else, but it's to open your mind, to expand your mind, to realize, okay, let me look at what I'm going through and and how can I get through this the best way I can for me. Yeah. Um, you know, since I've met you, I've always thought that you were just super insightful. Like you always kind of reflect on your experiences in a way that I'm like, man, she really thought about, you know, she didn't just live that experience. She really like thought about its effect. You seem very intentional usually with the things Mm. that you say and the way that you kind of go about your career, um, and your life. And I know that you've recently, gotten married, which is a huge change. And, you know, the show that so many people fell in love with you on, um, has come to an end. And so I wonder, those are two really big, I would think triumphs, but also kind of a door open to some, you know, to some trials that you've never experienced. You've been an actor who wasn't working yet, but now you're an actor who had a huge, hugely successful role, huge following. And it's like, what's next? So I wonder, what is that like for you? Like this space that you're holding now career-wise? Oh man. Well, thank you, Courtney. I really appreciate you like 
like I, we said earlier, seeing me. I feel like you always have, and I really appreciate that. Um, oh, it's been a crazy time. <laughs> it's been so crazy, actually. You know, um, I am, okay, I'm, I'm gonna try to figure out how to get into this. Like, basically, I feel like in this season of Where Dear White People has come to an end, a show that changed my life, um, really... I feel like introduced me, even though I had done some things before, I feel like Dear White People was really the place that people could mark, like, this is where I really got to know Ashley and her talent um, and become a fan or a supporter of hers. And, you know, with an ending, I always imagined that I would have this like really, really, really tough time with it. And oddly, I was really accepting of it and hopeful and excited for what would be next. And what's been interesting about this time period, so it's been um, about a year and a half since we stopped shooting, but it's been almost a year since our last season uh, debuted, our, our fourth and final season. Right. And what's been interesting though, is that in a lot of ways, I feel like I've returned back to my roots, which is creating my own content. So like, you know, for me, my introduction into like, you know, the entertainment world was with my web series, Hello Cupid, that me and Lena Waithe created and was on Black and Sexy TV 10 years ago. And so even in this kind of period of like, what's my next, what I like to call TV home, because I'm a TV girl. I love TV. I could live on TV for the rest of my life. I love exploring characters over seasons and growing with the TV family. But what I've done in this time is, again, I just created content. This podcast is, is kind of, again, going back to my roots and saying, okay, I'm going to create something for myself. I'm going to collaborate with like-minded individuals who want to, who get the vision, want to see me shine and soar and put something out into the world that is lasting and meaningful. Um, and you know, in my head, I just saw myself being so busy, you know, being here and there on such and such show. But I think that, you know, God has really been setting me up with this amazing platform that is Trials to Triumphs. Because the truth is, I always knew that coming off of Dear White People, I couldn't just go to anything. Yeah. Dear White People was such a powerful, oh gosh, just amazing show that, you know, I couldn't go and be on something that was like kind of vapid or meaningless, you know, or just, you know, kind of a show for shits and giggles for lack of a better you term. You can't, you can't. It's impossible. It would, it would, well, it's not impossible. It's actually quite easy to do, but it wouldn't really make sense. Right. Um, and, and I mean, I mean, it wouldn't make sense as far as career trajectory, but also just as far as who I am as an artist and what, and what type of, what type of legacy I'm going to leave as far as my career. And so I always knew that it would be like, I would have to be more specific, but then now adding trials to triumphs into the mix, it's like, oh, I really have to be intentional and specific about what's next because I am, you know, creating this lane for myself where I am doing projects and portraying characters and creating content that really matters. And that is saying something. Uh, saying a lot of things actually. And so I say all that to say, Courtney, I'm really excited for 
whatever that is. I've been so blessed to work on Run the World and Grand Crew and, you know, work with these great, great uh, shows and creators and actors. And it's just been, honestly, it's been a blessing and a dream. I've had so much fun, but I'm really excited to see like where my next permanent home will, you know, permanent at least for a few seasons will be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you been like, I mean, what's wifing like you've been cooking a lot. You were cooking before you were a wife, but like what happens when it becomes, you know, a thing? Like, how is that all going? I love it. Oh my gosh. Daryl, my husband, he said the other day, he's like, you know, he calls me bash. He's like, you know, bash, you were always great at cooking. He's like, but I love, he's like, I don't know. I feel like since we got married is you've like taken it up a notch. He, he really likes that. I, I never know either, but he never knows what we're going to have for dinner. I just come up with it kind of on the spot. And he, I think really enjoys that spontaneity. Um, but being married is so much fun. I highly recommend it. Should you marry your best friend and someone you really, really love and respect and all of those things. But marriage is lit. Like it's so much more amazing than I even imagine. You know, people say like the number one question I find that people ask me is, so did anything change after you got married? And I'm like, yeah, it did. 1000%. It should like, to me, it's very odd to like commit your lives to one another under God and in the presence of all these people that love and adore you and like nothing changes like that doesn't make any sense so you know it's not changes in the sense of like we're completely different people but I would say it's changes in the sense of there's more of there's more of everything so we loved each other a ton. We love each other even more. We had a whole bunch of fun. We have a tremendous amount of fun now. Like it's just, it's like, everything's a little bit sweeter, I would say. Um, and the challenges that I think society says come with the marriage. I wouldn't say that I've experienced what I would say you experience or I've experienced in marriage is the challenge or the charge to be a better Ashley because my marriage depends on it. It means something to my husband. That'll mean something to my future children. You know, it, it, it matters. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want to stay stagnant. I want to keep growing. I want to keep getting better. I want to, I want to be bigger, better, bolder, all of those things because I have a family now and that's really important. Has it occurred to you now that you are an actual married woman, how little representation there actually is of black married people on TV, like accurate, realistic marriages between black people our age, where are they at? One kajillion percent. Yeah. It's, it's insane. It's, it's really insane. It's really sad. Um, I've even noticed too, like people were so shocked that I hyphenated my name. And I was like, I got married. Like I, like I wasn't afraid. I didn't feel like I was giving anything up. I, I mean, I now have the longest name in Hollywood, but <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, I, I added to it because yeah. that's what my life is now. And I'm very proud of it. It's our family mm-hmm. name now, you know? Um, I, I, people were so shocked by it. Um, but I also think people are somewhat shocked, but people are also like into it, like, okay, she's making a choice. And I'm like, yeah, like 
it's all good. But yeah, I, I definitely want to see, but here's the thing, Courtney, I feel like this has always been my challenge. I'm always fighting to just find myself on TV. I don't understand it. Like that's where Hello Cupid came from at the time in the early 2000s or like late or early 2010s. I'm sorry. There were no, like who was the young 22, 23 year old black girl figuring it out on TV? It, it, it wasn't there. So I had to come up with it because I was trying to audition for things that were not really for me or they were for someone that was white or not black um, or I wasn't in the age range, whatever it was. And so I was like, well, I want to work. So uh, I'm going to have to create a, create a platform. We're going to have to create a platform for ourselves because this is just not, you know, where it's at. You know, it was right. in those days that Lena, you know, at the time, I think was thinking about twenties. Obviously we were in our twenties at the time. Twenties <laughs> is now on screen, but even then, I don't think people were checking for black girls in their twenties for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like it's the same black women in our thirties trying to yeah. figure it out. Like I want more of that black women that are married, black women that have families. Like it is, there is a large void. And honestly, I would love to, that would be great to play a character that is as multifaceted, as multi-hyphenated as most of that, all of the black women in my life. <laughs> yes. You know? Yes. I mean, we talk about representation so much in these strides that we're making and like all of these changes in Hollywood, but the most basic thing, like chicks pondering marriage or children or navigating work and wanting a family, or am I going to change my name or should I have this child? Like those are, you would think that we would have gotten there by now. And I will say that was the beauty of working on run the world because mm -hmm. black girls have jobs and friends. <laughs> Everything you just said, Courtney, oh, no. they're exploring on that show. And, yeah, and it finally. Was finally, and it was very refreshing to be a part of. I have to say yeah. it really, really mm -hmm. was. Yeah, that is a great show. I mean, there's a handful and they are poking out, but I feel like when I find myself in a new kind of point in my life, I realized, well, like, shit, I don't know what to do because I haven't seen it on TV. <laughs> it's so weird. All we want to do is sit down, turn on the TV and see ourselves. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Ashley, what have you been watching? Oh my gosh. I, so <laughs> the thing about me is that I'm obsessed with television. I watch so much television. We watch so much television, Daryl and I both. It's always like we literally every night we say, we have dinner and we say, what's the agenda? And the agenda means what shows are we going to have time to watch? <laughs> because we have to create an agenda for it because if not, we will be up until 7 a.m. Yep. But okay, what, what, are, what am I watching? What are we watching? Um, <sighs> okay, um, Succession. I love Succession, waiting on it to come back. Yes. Ozark, we love Ozark. Um, I loved, uh, the dropout. I thought that was great on who dropout was so good. Amanda, good. Amanda she is like, yeah, you know what I like about her? She, she's real subtle with it. Everything she's in, she's amazing, but she mm -hmm. just does the work and fate and just goes off and lives her life. Does yes. some amazing work goes on back to live her life that yes. I really bang with her. So I watched that. That was really good. We're watching The Staircase right now on HBO Max. I can't watch it. I Why? like I know it's good, 
I just, I just can't like how many times did she fall? Like the first one I, I just, you know, like it's just, yeah, maybe later. Like sometimes you're a little trauma out and I'm just that one. Mm. Gotcha. Okay. It, it's very good. So whenever you come around to it, it'll be there. That's fantastic. One of my favorite shows right now is severance on Apple TV mm. on Apple TV plus. Oh my gosh. Severance is so it's one of the best shows on TV. 1000. Really? Oh, okay. My. What do you like about it? Tell me what you like about it. Cause that's on my list. I haven't gotten to it, but it's on my list. Severance is a masterclass in everything. It's a masterclass oh. in directing and acting in lighting and set design in writing in, um, uh, uh, costume design. I mean, everything is brilliant and so intentional. Um, but I, I also just like that it's this interesting, it's kind of like a um, a far out depiction of what I think we all think about every day, which is what if we could really separate work and home? Like what if, especially in now when we do everything at home, right? Like- yes. What if we could have a work life that could never seep into our personal life and a personal life that could never seep into our work life? And I think it's something that maybe a lot of us have thought about in our subconscious, but no, it's just impossible. And so what's cool about the show is that it explores that. It explores, actually, these people are doing that. And and what are are the consequences um, and what are the benefits from that? Um, I'm in. Yeah, no, Severance (laughs) is fantastic. Ben Stiller is like the most brilliant director to ever live. And I'm like, who knew? Yeah. Was I under a rock and I missed that? Like, I mean, he's fantastic. I love Barry, um, HBO Max. I just, I love all the things. I really, really do. I, That's I really a good watch TV. list. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a pretty list. good, and I, yeah, I'm always You know, I judge them. people based on what they watch. So. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys ever get into this like true crime stuff or these like, you know, these like white people mess docu-series it's my favorite yeah I'm obsessed like tinder swindler just love it could not get enough one of my favorite podcasts is my favorite murder that's one of my favorite podcasts I'm just really fascinated with like true crime and I think I think that in a different life I could have maybe been like a psychologist or or studied psychology I just I'm so the brain is so interesting what makes people take what makes people snap yes i'm fascinated now at this stage in your career with the platform that you do have what what is like a tangible what continues to be like um i guess something that you're fighting for or moving toward or approaching your career with you know x kind of mindset now because you can um, I think, I think the mindset for me is like always being unapologetically black, like blackity, black, 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 whatever that means for you and whatever that means for me. And I think that as you grow older and change and grow, that might change too. But for me, the core of it uh, is always connected to my ancestors. It's always connected to uh, the women who shaped me and raised me. 
Um, and it's always connected to the journey. You know, I think the other cool thing about, you know, trials to triumphs is that I feel like in a lot of ways, it describes the journey of black folks. You know, we have been through any trial imaginable, we've been through it, yet we're still consistently triumphant. And that is, I think, just a blessing to be able to view my life as such and to view the journey of our people as such. So um, that's always my charge is to just be unapologetically the beautiful, amazing, talented, smart, ambitious, um, black woman that I am always, and nobody's stopping that. Well said, my dear. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is Thank you, Courtney. Always such a pleasure to see you and talk to you. So excited about this amazing new podcast and all of the things that are next for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I just, I always love talking to you. So let's do it again soon. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Acting Up. Download the Grio app to listen to Acting Up and other great podcasts. See you soon. You are now listening to the Grio's Black Podcast Network, Black Culture Amplified. Don't forget, you can listen to the Grio's Writing Black Podcast hosted by me, Maisha Kai. This isn't your typical writing podcast. We interview any and everybody that has anything to do with writing, from comics to poets to authors to journalists to politicians and more. Remember, that's Writing Black every Sunday right here on the Griot's Black Podcast Network. Download the Griot's app to listen to Writing Black wherever you are.